Hodges Mosley, Matt Mosley, alongside Stephen Simcox. And uh, we're happy to be joined right now by Kevin Gall, the uh, athletic athletics chief's strategy officer and also a senior associate AD at Baylor. And um, Kevin, this is this has to be. I know you've accomplished a lot in your uh, uh, your young life, but but being on the Matt Mosley show with Stephen Simcox has to rank somewhere. I would say in the top three or four. Is that is that overstating it? Uh, I don't think it overstates it at all. And and not only a Matt Mosley show appearance, but the the coveted Friday before a holiday weekend spot. Well, I, I thought that was when you could just kind of let it fly. And, you know, just really say whatever's on your chest. Is, is, is there the equivalent of, like, a news dump? Is there a guest dump? It's like, uh, let's have Kevin on Friday before the holiday weekend. You know, I, you say that, and I never thought of it like that at all. But I have wanted to have you on. And then today, I just happened to finally sit down uh, and listen to that podcast you did with Brooke Bednars and uh, the voice of the Bears, John Morris, and I kind of liked it. I mean, I was just sitting there like, well, that's a fun story. Oh, I didn't know that about Kevin. You know, it's just funny when, you, when you're friends with somebody, you kind of think you know them, and then you listen to one of those things, and you're kind of like, golly, that's, that, some of that stuff's really cool. So that's what kind of prompted me, let's get KG. Now, the problem is, Kevin, you're a very secretive type guy. You're doing these searches and even friends of yours like myself can't get through to you. And, of course, I get frustrated, but that's just how I am. Um, how long had you been on campus in your new gig when Kim Mulkey uh, shocked us all and decided to go to LSU? Had, was it like a week or two weeks? How much did you have under your belt? Six days. <laughs> Six days. You barely had found your office. You put a few things on the wall, and then you, you hear the news. Kim Mulkey, the legendary Baylor coach, is headed to LSU. Oh, my goodness. Well, I mean, I guess you were extremely well-suited for this because your background is in executive search, and you've done a ton of these things over the years. Um, what, what was that like? I mean, like, so when that happened, the news goes out. Everybody, we are all, like, up in arms about all this. How quickly do you sort of uh, – point ahead and start gathering names and and what was that like kevin like going from eastman bodine very very famous search athletic search firm executive search uh to suddenly be you know you'd worked with baylor on several searches but suddenly you're actually with baylor did it change your approach a lot or not that much well, can candidly, I was a little bit excited to get a task that I was an expert at, um, right which uh, certainly can't be said of, of, of many of the things that I'm, I'm tasked with right now. Um, <laughs> so I was joking with Mac. I'm, uh, I'm really happy to be doing something that I'm good at. Um, but, uh, well, here's sort of how that all went down. Obviously, uh, there's not anybody in the country better than Mac. And so Mac and Kim had had open communication. Um, so we knew this was a possibility. Um, and so some prep work had already begun to happen. And so then, uh, then you go into full search mode, which is you, you get the, the internal search committee together. Um, you start to talk about a timeline. You start to talk about um, 
the current roster and making sure they're communicated with. And um, Mac, Mac Rhodes during a search is uh, about as impressive an executive as you'll see. Uh, he's, his, his process is, is buttoned up. And uh, as you alluded to, I've worked with him several times before on things. And so um, it was uh, so, so not going into it blind or not going into it not having worked with him. Uh, I, 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 I was able to, to, to just sort of uh, – board the moving train and, and try to bring some value and um and and i think we wound up in a in a really great place yeah and y'all you ended up with nikki collin and um she is a very interesting choice because of her background and that's one of the things you know i said right away i didn't i didn't know who it would be in wnba but i did have that thought would could they do something a little outside the box here and um and and that's what you that's what y'all ended up um doing is going outside of the box now again she had a lot of co- college coaching experience but what what um, what were some things during the search kevin that kept pointing you to nikki and then it and was there any one moment or is there, is there was there really a couple of qualities about her that really seemed to uh, put her uh, ahead of some of the other candidates yeah i think that if i had to describe um nikki I think she has a lot of the qualities that you look for in successful head coaches. She's smart. She's compelling. She's really competitive. Um, And if you think about uh, a lot of the successful head coaches we've had here, um, Scott Drew um, could name uh, a dozen others, smart, compelling, competitive, pretty good, pretty good baseline between all of them. Obviously, who we are as an institution, there's a specific fit here. Um, so you certainly have to work through that filter uh, when you do a national search. And then this job of head coach has gotten more difficult as the years have gone on because you're held responsible for more things, the, whether it's the media, your players, social media, the transfer portal, um, this job's gotten really big. Uh, and it, it, it doesn't matter if it's football or baseball or women's basketball. And, and so, so not only was Nikki a, a great fit, not only smart, compelling, competitive, but, but um, she, she had an understanding and an appreciation for the bigness of the job. And, and she, had a, she had a viewpoint that, was, um, that lined up with um, un- understanding that this is, a, this is a really big job. All right, talking to Kevin Gull, the Athletics Chief Strategy Officer uh, at Baylor, Senior Associate Athletic Director as well. I don't want to. I don't want to short you on anything, Kevin. Have you, have you been able to get that on a business card? Do you have some business cards made yet? Or are you still working on that? Yeah, there's a lot of hyphens though. It's just like you get a lot of dashes. Takes up a lot of room. <laughs> Takes up a lot of. I, ho- I, hope, I, hope, I hope we weren't paying for the business cards by ca- by character. Yes, yes. No, they get some discounts um, uh, there. And, and uh, Kevin's joining the Matt Mosley Show, of course, with Stephen Simcox. Kevin, you go all the way back, and I was, I was liking listening to that podcast, having you go back talking to where your uh, career, your Baylor, you were a Baylor student starting in 2004. And what's strange is now that I think back on this, I was at the Dallas Sporting News covering that scandal of 03. Would that have been your senior year in high school? So you're yes. getting out of high school when I'm covering that Baylor scandal. Is that is that timeline right? Yes, that is that is that is uh, that is exactly right. Um, and um, 
and always good to be reminded how much younger I am than you. <laughs> hey, it's it's uh, it is true. You got a few. I got a few years on you. Um, in two thousand four, did did you you get on and um, and as a as a manager for the basketball team? Now, did did Scott immediately like? Did, were you almost kind of like a lot of us were with Scott when we first met him? Like, is this guy for real? I mean, he can be – he's bouncing off the walls. He's obviously just a, a motivational type guy. But I do think some people meet him and go, wait, is this real? What, what was your first impression of Scott Drew as you became a manager there uh, on the, for the basketball team? Yeah, so I uh... – I definitely understand that perspective of Coach Drew and, and um, know a lot of people that have had to sort of um, spend some time with him and see that he's, he is for real and he's genuine and, 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 and all that. And, and I think he's been in the job so long now that uh, that, that, that sort of skepticism's long since passed. But really, I, I believed in him right away because the first time we met, we, we kind of had a moment. Um, I was looking at coming to Baylor and being a manager and my high school coach, uh, Richard Darden, uh, was really good friends with Jerome Tang. In fact, we played against coach Tang's team in high school. Um, that did not go well for us. Um, and then Paul Mills, who was at Rice at the time, uh, before he came to Baylor, he, he was uh, previously a private school uh, head coach in Houston. My high school coach knew him really well. So I came, I came the spring of my senior year of, of, uh, of high school, which would have been right after their first season. Um, and uh, they showed me around and, and talked to me about becoming a manager. And when uh, it came to me, coach, he, he came out of a meeting real quick and, and we just, we had a moment and he looked at me and he said, you should come here cause we're going to get this done. And from that moment on, I've always believed in him. That's really cool, and and uh, and obviously he didn't have a lot to stand on in terms of what Baylor was doing. Your your first year, I think I remember you saying, was it the one conference win your your freshman year as a team manager, and it was against uh, Colorado, uh, one in fifteen. Is that is that about right? Yep, one in fifteen with the one win against Colorado, and then and then the next. That summer off season, they the the NCAA took away our non-conference games for first time in 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 NCAA history that ever happened, and I believe it hadn't happened since then. So then, so then my sophomore year, we we had the longest fall preseason practice schedule ever uh, because we were not permitted to play non-conference games, um, and I believe I believe we went four and twelve in the Big Twelve that year, but but with the asterisk that. Um, that I think we started 0 and 7 because everyone was in game shape and, and midseason shape, and, and we weren't. So I think we we won uh, four of our last five in Big 12 that year. Maybe it was four of the last six. Um, but you, you could you could start to see we were we were gaining some momentum. We were something was happening that was that was going in the right direction. Yeah, and then uh, I'm trying to think the first really big recruit. Now, Tweedy was a McDonald's All-American, but now Gerald's and those guys, uh, Dugat, Gerald's, th- those those guys were extremely important to the team. Uh, Rogers was in there somewhere. What was the yeah, first? The, the, the recruiting class that came that summer that we had our non-conference games taken away was Henry Dugat, Curtis Gerald's, and Kevin Rogers, and that that's the recruiting class that changed Baylor basketball. 
Okay, yeah, and then by the end, we, I remember. And, and, and then after the next year, it was it was Tweedy and it was Josh Lomers. The next yeah. year, it was it was Lace Darius and 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 so on and so forth from there. Yeah, and that team that obviously should have made it the Final Four, if not for one call, that uh, that would that would be a few years later. And AC was on that team. Yep, and others. Talking to Kevin Gall, uh, senior associate AD at Baylor Athletics, chief strategy officer. Um, you learned under a guy named Bob Bodine, um, who is, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting, probably one of the most powerful guy in college athletics, but remains a little bit in the shadows. Even I, I, it's funny for me to say that, uh, Kevin, because he writes books and is a great motivational speaker. So it's not like he is really in the shadows, but when he does these huge searches, it is kind of. I mean, these these search firms, we didn't know what to make of it a few years ago. We started hearing about you guys. Oh, they've hired so-and-so search firm. I, honestly, we were just like, well, why do they need a search firm to do all this? Take me back. Bob Bodine, um, who became very famous uh, in college circles, the people that know, know. When did, like, how long ago did this start? Was it 25, 30 years ago? And, like, what was the what was the first one? Uh, he was really known for, like a, a search that he worked on that led to maybe a, a well-known coach. So, uh, yeah. So, so really, the the genesis of it is back in the in the uh, in the early nineties. Um, Bob uh, Bob uh, and and his dad was alive at the time. Their, their firm was selected to do the 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 search for commissioner of Major League Baseball, mm. and off of that in Dallas. Uh, people got wind that this this local firm had done was doing the commissioner of major league uh, major league baseball, and Bob um, is an SMU grad. And in 1994, SMU had an athletic director opening, and so they hired they hired Eastman and Bodine to do the athletic director search. And to to, to my knowledge, that's the first time uh, a firm outside of college or or Search executives outside of of college were were hired to to assist with a search. They they hired a guy named Jim Copeland, who was the t- at the time was the athletic director at the University of Virginia. E- e- even today, that would be considered a coup for SMU to get the the athletic director from the University of Virginia to to take their job. Mm-hmm. And then Jim was there, I believe, <clears throat> eleven years or so, and and put put a lot of the blocking and tackling in place. Uh, for then uh, uh, June Jones uh, to get them back to a a, a bowl game, and the, and and that set up even what you're seeing now with what uh, Coach Dykes is doing. Uh, th- that all that all has has DNA that goes back to 1994 and Jim Copeland, and so so at the, so that was really the first one, and then um, and then it, it it started to grow slowly from there. Um, some other firms have, uh, are are involved in it now, uh, and so it's really. People use search firms for, for different reasons. Some, sometimes uh, a university president ju- just doesn't have a, nat- uh, a national network in, in athletics, so they, they legitimately need to see the five best athletic director candidates. Um, so, sometimes uh, a college athletic director, they got a pretty good idea who they want to hire or who their shortlist is going to be in terms of a head coach, but they need to, they need to operate through a third party because of um, contract issues, because of uh, confidentiality issues, uh, and and the reality is, is these things. It's 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 a little bit like buying a house. You can you can buy a house without a real estate agent. Um, it's just a lot easier and quicker to use one. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. And um, 
And I'm telling you, uh, Kevin, this is fun. Um, and and uh, I, I may just have to get you on the air more often. It's easier to get a hold of you this way than it is texting you or calling you these days. But uh, I knew once you became the, whatever this title is, athletics uh, chief strategy officer, you would be harder to get a hold of, and that has that has been that has uh, played out that way. But actually, uh, I'm very excited for you, and I hope you have a great Memorial Day weekend. And and from now on, you will be my 340 guest each Memorial Day week Friday. Okay. Perfect. No, I, I I love it. Let's let's just get, go ahead and book uh, book next year. Now uh, you can have you can have uh, you can send me a calendar invite, and and we'll look forward to it. And if I knew how to do that, I would. There he goes, Kevin Gall.